Hey, Keegan. Hey. We need a catchphrase. Oh, I like that. I like that you, you, you it was like a secret. It was like, hey, hey, hey. yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, like, <laughs> we've been talking to each other for like 20 minutes, but. Yeah, but I'm still kind of embarrassed that we don't have a catchphrase. I mean, it's been over a year now and. It's been think, over two, it's been, hasn't it been two years? It's close? been two years. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Well, I have one this time. You do? Yeah. Okay. We're, we're like, all right. So like dumb comic creators, that's the name of our podcast. Yeah. We're like Pringles. Once you pop, the fun don't stop, right? We can just steal theirs. I really like that. Though Again, the only problem is that we're stealing theirs. So like. But we're I giving them credit too. Because we say we're like Pringles. I don't know if they'll still accept it though. I mean, like, may I, cause next time, next thing we know, we're going to be like, Hey, we're dumb comic creators. Maybe we're born with it. <laughs> Maybe it's Maybelline. Maybelline. Yeah. Just, just do it. Yeah. Just do it. Yeah. Oh, we have a, we have a chat. My internet not working. Hello. I want to read about Chris Chan. Hello. Hi. Yes. Yes. Please give us time we're, to. We're going to talk to somebody uh, uh, about uh, yes. this comic about. <laughs> we, uh, we, we just need, yeah. we need, we need to get through the. We, uh, we have the, to get through this as quick as we can so that yes. we can talk to our chat. Uh, we also, have to, we also yeah. have to, you know, pay the bills. So we will have to, you know, plug in and, you know, get, do our advertisements that we require to do as well. It's a podcast. It's, it's a, podcast. a podcast. Yeah. It's a podcast. Yeah. Yeah. So please thank you for being patient, but we will get to you shortly. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. All right. So, so we, have, we have a catchphrase. We're good. Yeah, good? We, we're, yeah, we're good. We may hear from a lawyer soon, but we're good. <laughs> awesome. awesome. Sounds good. All right. Sounds good. Yeah. Just like Pringles. <laughs> Once you pop, the fun don't stop. Just, just like Pringles. It. Yeah. Just do it. Just do it. Yep. Like maybe she was born with it. <laughs> maybe it was Maybelline. How do you come up with, how do you even think of that? Cool. Maybelline? How's, how is Maybelline at the top of your... Oh, because I think it's the best catchphrase of all time. <laughs> like, that's the catchphrase I, I hope that we can aspire to one day of maybe you were born with maybe it's Maybelline. I didn't know that you wanted, you were setting that high of a standard for a catchphrase. I know. I, no I wonder think, we don't have a catchphrase. I think we could get to it eventually, but it'll take a while. Okay. Let's finish our intro. Okay. Who are you? My name's Keegan Scheider. Who are What's you? What's my name again? Eric Schwartz. Okay. And who are we? Or what are we doing? We're podcasting. Oh, yeah. But what's our name again? Dumb Comic Creators. Dumb Comic Creators. Okay. So, okay. Keegan, <laughs> I have a question. Before what is we... the, this is the ad break. Yeah, yeah this before, is the ad break. Before uh, we introduce our guest, we have an ad introduce break. Our guest. If you were to drink uh, out of a cup, what type of cup would you prefer? I'd prefer a cup that has a picture of me on it and my name. Uh, can... Yeah, sort of like that. What yeah. is that? This is a Many Muggles Cup, who is our sponsor for this podcast. He is a previous guest. And if you wish to have a mug that looks like you, just go to manymuggles.com. He is always adding more and more designs so that you can customize it to beat your, to make your fixtures of your face. Ah, the Muggle Maker. The Muggle Maker. You go on, you make like a, a custom person. And then you can print it as a mug. Yep. Just go to the website, manymuggles.com. That's how we got this mug right here. Yeah. That looks just like you. Mm -hmm. It I does. Say. Yeah, it does. It really does. Yeah, I think he, he added the bald head just because. He added the bald yeah. head was added just for me. And the beard and the beard was updated to fit my style of beard. Okay. Let's get to our guest because uh, the chat is blowing up. Okay. 
They know he has a pipe and they aspire to his mustache. Yes. What's his name, man? <laughs> his name is Aaron Figueroa. I think I was practicing this in my head after asking him before yep. the podcast started. To see if I got, got it correct. It right. I got it right. You are the author and illustrator of, of the life and times of Christian Western Chana. That's correct. Both author and illustrator or just author? Both. Both. Okay. We want to make sure we got that correct. How did you come to this topic of Christian Weston Chandler? Audience, please forgive us. We are unfamiliar with this person. <laughs> you have to go through the Bible. You guys are on for a ride. So essentially, Christian Weston Chandler is the most documented person in history. And I know that's kind of like a, it's a big claim to say, but like he honestly, we, we have like a day-to-day log for like 20 plus years of his life, ever since he was discovered on the internet. And uh, basically, probably the first e-celeb, it's a first of many. This individual was the first brony. This individual was like, you would consider like the first incel in a way. And it all has to deal with like the culture of the early internet and how it was just a completely different environment and how pop culture and the internet and this side of like American culture kind of transformed this individual that caused like a complete tragedy in this person's life. So it's, there's a lot of events. It gets really crazy. It's like one of the most insane, like completely true stories that I know of. And that's why I was interested in it because of how out there it was, you know, kind of hard to believe, you know? Yeah. So Wake's. You start off at the very early childhood of this person. Like, was that documented as well? Or was that just something you had to get through like different means of research? So that is documented, but it's not in that much detail. This individual, Christian, is uh, actually turned 40 this year. So he, now is she, is a millennial actually. And there's a lot of stuff that I'll be discussing about this individual that will be like, quite shocking. But yeah, essentially when it came to their childhood, it was basically, I I have, there's things here and there that we know, like there's actually articles. This person actually was on the news in their hometown of Virginia in Charlottesville. And we have a good amount of media, but we, I, what I had to do when I formed the first issue, which covers their childhood up into high school, I kind of had to fill in the gaps here and there to be able to tell a more coherent story, but essentially the story I told is accurate and pretty true to the actual events that happened. So that's great. And how did you get you had access to his childhood sort of stories? So yeah, so essentially there's a whole it's called Wikipedia. C W C then Pedia. You can look it up anytime you type in Christian, you'll see there's a whole entire website that's dedicated to like every single aspect of, of Chris's life, you know, from the time they were born up until now, every single event, every single article, there's like thousands of photos. There's a ton of videos. This person would go like essentially on the internet and have like, like vlogs, like very early two thousands and interact with like people on YouTube, on 4chan, not for the better. It made this individual's life really horrible. And a lot of events happened pretty shocking because of it. But yeah, essentially, if you type that in, there's actually one thing that I do highly recommend for anyone who doesn't know the story of Christian, that there is a 50 
Well, it's, it's more than that. It's like 63 part documentary. Each part is like an hour long. It's extremely well done. And it gets into like every aspect of this individual, what they do, the art they made, who they were, their family members, everything. So it's very fascinating stuff. Oh, cool. That's great that you have so much source material. Yeah. Yeah. It makes it easy. That's one of the reasons why I wanted to do it in the first place, because there's really so much source material that's related to pop culture. And he's a comic book creator. He, he has like, you know, I would think of like 13 issues out of something called Sonichu. And you can actually pull, pull up an image of Christian's artwork. And essentially the comic book is a combination of different like characters and pop culture. By the way, I get it. This, this will make more sense. So and you re- as you read in the actual comic, this person has autism and that had a huge effect on their life and it had a huge effect on why the internet was able to get a hold of this individual and why they are so famous today. So, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, the combination of Pikachu and Sonic the Hedgehog, hence Sonic Chu. <laughs> yeah. 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 Essentially, even though Christian thinks that like that character belongs to him when it doesn't, because <laughs> it's like, obviously it's two characters, but when it comes to certain comic book creators, it's fascinating because with Chris, their OCs are very, very important to them. Their original characters are what makes the story so interesting. It's kind of like a insight into who this person is, because in the comics, like Chris would actually like kind of tell his life story through these characters and how Chris views like life when it comes to like religion and politics and racial things. And it's, it's very, very fascinating how this person would interpret. Basically it's like a story of like a millennial that never grew up past the age of 12 and how that had an effect trying to live in a changing world and being an adult and everything like that. So. Interesting. Are you going to, are you going to connect in future issues? Will you connect to that? To his comic book? Yeah, eventually it has yeah. to come up to a certain point because issue one is childhood. Issue two will deal with like the high school years. Mm-hmm. And then from there, going into the college years and in college is when 4chan really found out this individual and like completely changed their life yeah. for the worse, as I mentioned always. But yeah, it's, essentially it's going to come up to the point to where I kind of have to figure out how to interweave the plot of like, the the comic and his fantasies and everything like that and the individual themselves and let me let me preface this like um so chris chan is a she now but just for the sake of like non-confusion and in the story i'm mostly talking about chris chan as a male i'll just use like male pronouns for when in the story they identified as a male Okay. I just wanted to make that clear so no confusion or anything like that. Yeah, we can, we can refer to them as they, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Whatever their preferred pronouns is. Yeah. Um, are. Yeah. I, uh, also, I, I, I just want to shout out to the chat. If your internet is not working, maybe un- unplug it and plug it back. You know, I'm just saying. I, I don't know. Is that like a famous Christian thing where the, like my internet's not working? They would say that a lot? No, or? but there is a, there's a famous Christian quote where the father, who's a main character, probably the main character with Christian in the comics, mm-hmm. like has to deal with like the increasing chaos of their life as like trolls get involved with their life and fortune and whatnot. And he yells out, I'm going to cut the internet down because like 
the internet completely destroyed their lives. So maybe they're referring to that. I don't know. I don't know if the chat pulled up. So. Yeah, probably. Probably is. Yeah, cool. Uh, yeah. A couple things in regards to the comic itself. For the most part, you keep it uh, black and white-ish using blue scale. But there are uh, a couple of times you choose to go into color. Is there a specific reason for that? Yeah, yeah. So essentially the reason why I do that is because, well, it's set in the 80s and 90s. And there's a certain aesthetic and feel to nostalgia. And even people my age, so I'm, I'm like, I was born in 1990, so I'm 31 now. And there's a certain nostalgia for the past. And that's why, like, you know, movies are constantly being remade. And not only like movies, but like, you know, video games and characters and everything like that. The Sonic 2 movie came out recently and it done extremely well because it's all based on nostalgia. And when there's like a burst of nostalgia, I wanted the feeling and mood of like turning to color and adding the backgrounds of like the designs of the 80s and 90s and stuff like that. It makes it more interesting and it pops out how important the culture was at the time to Chris. And not only that, but how like they like had emotional attachments to certain objects in their life, you know? So that's what the idea was behind having it like spurts of color here and there. It's just a cool, you know, artistic interpretation. I just want to know the reasoning behind that. That's a cool choice. Yeah. Yeah. Does Christian know you're doing this or have you like let them know or because is that, <laughs> so here's, here's warning to anyone listening to this and don't know who Christian is. Christian is in a mental institution right now. They actually were charged and they went to jail. And essentially what happened is that Christian was charged with incest. Um, so the mother, that's our actual character in the book. And this is going to be a huge thing. Someone reading the book and getting to this point. The mother became very senile and old. And because of the mental state of Christian and the way like the internet completely, like a lot of trolls and a lot of like pretty much evil individuals got a hold of like a mentally ill person's life. It eventually led to where Christian actually raped his mom, who was 85 at the time. And the way it was huge thing, it happened like a year ago and I was making this comic before them and no one saw it coming. It came out of nowhere. It was there's like text logs about it. Like she's very, very like open about like discussing what happened and, and thinking that it was a good thing. And basically like Christian's mom's like senile, doesn't even know where she's at. And basically that's kind of where the story ends, which is like extremely shocking knowing like the character and starting off from issue one and knowing everything. Basically there are disturbing events in Christian's life. But there's a lot of like certain, there's a lot of humor involved with it. And when it ended off at that certain point recently, like it was just extremely shocking. The The father's dead. They're, they have no family left. And that person is in a sane asylum, which this is one of the reasons why it's like really controversial talk, um, like tackling this subject. And I get a lot of hate, like I get a lot of hate on like, like Reddit. And when I post my stuff or Facebook or even on Instagram, Cause they, a lot of people are, they don't like that I'm covering this subject, but I think for many different reasons, it's an important thing to discuss, especially with how Christian's life ties into the many aspects of, of modern culture and everything like that. So yeah, basically they're extremely mentally, uh, we don't know 
what's going on. She's in uh, a mental institution right now in Virginia. And the trial's coming up soon. So we don't know if they're going to be like homeless or because they, they don't have any family left. So. Uh, or if they'll, they'll go to jail, right? Or There's a debate about that. Some people are like, should this person go to jail or should this person be in an insane asylum? Because they are eventually, they became like so mentally ill that like they were starting and this was makes it fascinating actually like tackling this subject in a comic. Christian's original OCs, Sonichu and Magichan, all these characters that essentially that Chris hold in such importance in their life. Essentially, Christian started hallucinating them in real life. And the trolls, there was a group of trolls that on the internet that got them to actually hallucinate to the point to where like they were causing this individual to do horrible things because like they were getting them involved with like this made up lore that they were creating. And it's a huge thing. There's a ton of videos on YouTube. There's a ton of people who follow this, but it's, it's a very, it's a very disturbing story, but yeah. there, there's always some aspect about it. Well, not near the end, but like early on, there's always like some kind of like, like almost like this dark humor, hilarious events that happen because this individual is not a good person. Even way before this happens, like Chris Sham, and this is something that a lot of people are interested in the comic. When am I going to get to like all the funny stuff and everything like that? You know, it's like, well, I got to show this individual and their family as real people before I get into like the stuff of, of them trying to go around, like getting kicked out of the mall because they're like, they have like a sign they made with their characters about finding a boyfriend free girl. And they would, they would like try to talk to women. And, and it was just like a lot of hilarious, like very cringy bits, but like this person has done a lot of horrible things. Like they were very, they're very racist. They were very like homophobic. And it's, it's what part of the irony is, is that this person was extremely homophobic and then come to find out that this person was trans later on. So it, it was kind of those, there's a lot of ironies and very interesting twists and turns of, in their life. So it's, it was a very hard topic to touch. So I, I tried to be as honest and as balanced as possible when approaching the subject. So that's so interesting. Yeah. Do you, you said that people are against you covering this topic in the first place. Can you, can you talk about that a little more? I, I, we haven't had anybody on this podcast who's had haters or, or like, <laughs> I guess like, at least my first issue and yeah, I have a good amount of haters. So you, you want to talk about like the, the controversy behind it or just with you personally, like, like what, what kind of pushback have you, have you come across? So a lot of it's based that, so there's two, there's two like different types of people involved in the lore of Christian. There is, they call them white knights, which are people who are like, like you can't essentially like you can't, you shouldn't be like making any art off of this. Like people are upset that anyone that makes like a documentary or videos or whatever, for some reason, they think that like, like Christian is a historical figure. And some people got upset that I called them a historical figure. I'm like, yes, that it's a person in history that millions of people know. And that tells a lot about our culture. And some people don't want to even touch it. So they get upset. They think that I'm trying to get money off of it. Now, that's the, that's the difficulty of this subject that a lot of people compared are comparing my work to my friend Dom, which is similar in the way that it covers in, in a, an almost comedic way, very satirical way, an individual that's pretty despicable. 
and uh, a topic that's like like pretty large. So essentially, the it, it was very it's very tricky, and there's a lot of people who there's on the opposite hand. There's individuals that are completely like, they want me to make jokes about like the rape that happened and just like, it's stuff like, like, I mean, like they, 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 they think it's funny, you know, to kind of like, they're, they're basically the trolls of Christian. They're called weens. So there's the weens and there's the white knights. And those are the people I have to fight against. And like, I'm <laughs> it's like stagely in the middle that I'm like. Okay, because like there's, it's huge. Like there's a lot of different types of fans. What makes it even more fascinating to tackle yeah. the subject? And I'm like in the middle. I'm trying to explain. Okay, I'm trying to come at this as trying to tell a biography of uh, a comic book artist because Christian, the reason why they became famous because they are a comic book artist and trying to mm -hmm. tell the story behind it in a very very respectful way. But there's been a lot of controversy and people are pretty upset. Some, but the thing is, is that it doesn't matter like what kind of like social or political affiliation that one might have if they understand the story because a lot of people who get upset yeah. just hear like oh he raped his mom they'll talk about it if they understand the story and the individual and the family and the history behind this individual and why it's important why it's interesting it doesn't matter if they're like liberal or conservative or whatever they have a respectful attitude they understand what i'm doing and they get excited about the project so I find that very interesting that like, that it's not so much about like a certain like social affiliation or the individuals behind it. I think anyone can be interested in the story or understand what I'm trying to do, but they have to understand that there's more to the individual than, you know, someone who like horrifically committed incest and now is an insane assignment. Like there's, there's much more to the, the individual than that, you know? Yeah. Chat has uh, contributed that there are weens, white knights, trolls, Christorians, normies and and those are the main categories yeah of, of christian fans and there's a lot of christian fans like the documentaries has like millions and millions and millions of views yeah. every time there's a new episode there's like almost like half a million views wow what's a derf you've been you've been called a derf just a heads up um derf is the per is the author of my friend Dahmer. Oh, okay. Okay. So that that's a lot of people that kind of like are like I, I get that comparison the most to his okay. work. And there's okay. a couple other if you guys like eventually get to like the artistic influences behind it, there's a couple other things that that people have compared it to as well. And there's influences directly. Now Durf, I, I don't have like a his work. I I saw the movie. And I really do want to read the book, but it's not, even though like it seems very close, I, I don't have like direct influence coming from that individual. So I see. Yeah. It, to be honest, like I, I didn't think of this as a comic, comedic comic, really. Yeah. It's very much a biography. It's very much biography. There's very yeah. dark, but you also mentioned that like there is going to be humor brought into it. There's going to be dark humor. Can you expand upon what humor, like how you approach humor in this just because as you talk about, there's a lot of serious subjects in that. It's kind of hard to be humorous with this, but it's also kind of like a necessary release valve. Like also what's your history with humor and everything like that? So the way I approach humor is I try to directly just tell the situation. The beauty about Christian's life is that all you have to do is explain and tell what they did. And if you ever watch videos on this individual, they're, they're in a category, uh, category called low-cow. A low-cow is basically someone that embarrasses themselves on purpose. Usually they're racist, homophobic, or, you know, they, they have issues with women or something like that, which Christian is all of those things combined. And people egg them on for more jokes and whatnot. So essentially all, all I have to do is tell the story straight 
And there is already an absurdist dark humor tone that's present in the material. Personally, for me, humor, one of the reasons why I picked this project to begin with as my first comic and something that I want to continue for a series is because that humor for me has like a very special place in my heart, specifically absurdist dark humor. And Christian is just filled with that. And I, I think the best humor is not necessarily when someone's telling a joke, but they just show the situation and the situation is so absurd. You just can't help laugh. Even if it's a really fucked up situation, you still laugh at it, you know, because of how absurd the situation is and how true and real it is to either people, you know, or like situations you've had before in life. And to me, that's important to bring on the comic. And once it gets like really there's a few comedic things here or there if you're like a fan and you see it. But once it gets to the point of like college, which will be in a few issues, that's when it goes, you know, that shit off the walls. Like it, it gets like really hilarious. It gets like really absurd. And this his interaction with the internet and how the internet, like all these people all over the world just like get into his life and just like destroy it. Not on his own fault. You know, it's not like they, they came and like sent bombs to us or whatever. It's just Chris Chan would, would respond in a, in a very negative and toxic way to these people that caused more trouble for him and his family. And it, it's it, their fa his family isn't, they're not good people either. They're racist and, and stuff like that as well. So it's one of those things is that like, like, yes, it's horrible that's happening, but the person is horrible themselves. So it's like, you feel like you're allowed to laugh, which is kind of the beauty of the subject material, even though you're like, should I be laughing? I love tackling stuff like that, where it's like, should I be laughing? But you laugh anyway. It feels like it feels wrong or dangerous to yeah. do so, you know? Yeah. But that, you're not, you're obviously not punching down. I guess that, no. that would be where the criticism would be correct, is if this person had no defense. But it sounds like they do. It sounds like they're you know, like they're an adult and yeah, they, well, yeah, they, it, they made choices. Yeah. It's difficult because like this person has autism and yeah. it's like, are, are they completely responsible or aware of their surroundings? And there's a debate that some people say no, and some right. people say yes. And the autism is pretty bad, even though this individual passed high school and has a college degree, believe it or not. The thing is like Christian has no social awareness. Mm -hmm. around about their surroundings. In fact, there's whole entire sagas where they have made up girlfriends that the trolls make up for, 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 for at the time him to send nudes and like sex videos and stuff like that. And Christian would fall for it all the time. And there's a debate. Did Christian know? And that was the only interaction that he would have. So he would, he would play into that, even though like he knew that it was, it, it was destroying their life, but they didn't care because it was all the interaction they had or their autism was so severe. They didn't know. It's like a debate and people go yeah. back and forth along the topic. And that's something that I have to play with eventually when I get to those, those issues and those topics, you know, about like what is real, what is not, you know, the intentions behind different events that happen. You know? Yeah. 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 Yeah, they're called trolls for a reason, I guess. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you're not, you're obviously not making fun of Chris, but the, the like situation. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. 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 I'm not uh, like, there's a lot to make fun of about Chris. And, you know, I might 
point towards that way when it comes to him being racist or homophobic because that's just the way I operate. Yeah. You know, but like you don't have to, you don't have to do that. You don't have to push anything. You just tell like the story the way it is and it's automatically like a joke. It's automatically hilarious. That's the beauty of the kind of humor that I like to yeah. where you necessarily don't have to punch down, just tell it straight up and you laugh, you laugh, you get upset. You know, that's up to you as a reader, you know? One thing uh, about this first issue is it's a little, it's, it's actually was like heavy. I mean, it was like pretty, there's, a, there's, there's, child, there's child abuse in this, you know, yeah. there's, yeah. there's like the, the sense of, and you really get that sense and frustration of like this child is not understood and yeah. like, and you do a great job. I mean, the, the pacing panel to panel is so good when he just wants that, when they take away the the cow was it the monkey when they take mm. the monkey yeah the pacing of that page is so good you you really feel that like like the adults are like why won't he talk and and you know he just wants that monkey you know yeah uh. <laughs> that one girl that he hangs out with tries to poison her and then her his dad bribes her to like look after her and she still fails to do that even yeah i mean it's like you like he's Clearly, had a tr- like, then he's beat by his teachers and the principal. I mean, clearly, he's not had the best childhood, no matter how you look at it. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 very difficult because. Well, I have to preface this saying that these events, and I had to explain that, like at the very beginning of the comic, not to harass people, or whatever, because these are real people. This is something that Christian has explained in their life that's happened to them. Like the, mm-hmm. the heaviest scene is going to be the abuse scene with the principal. Now, the thing is, is that we don't know exactly if that happened. Now, according to the parents dragging them out of the school and, and having issues with the school and, and Christian saying that that's the most traumatic event of their life, like because they didn't know how to handle like autistic students in the 90s. Mm-hmm. To be honest, I didn't know what autism was until like, 2008 2010 I just you just never really heard about it that much or like they, it was never really talked about and advocates there there definitely no, weren't as many advocates yeah I, I think they yeah. first started diagnosing like individuals and especially like Christians in the south so they're not gonna fucking know what the fuck is up when it comes to like mental health especially in the 90s when it comes to something like that you know they just thought like oh that's a weird person or whatever that's part of the struggle of christian and their life and in having people not knowing like that this person does have a mental issue and but yeah that that's something that like when i cover these events it's like yeah it's it's strong it's pots there's a strong possibility that christian was abused because a lot of people that have issues like that do get abused in, in a lot of different aspects because, you know, they're, they're not able to respond. They can't talk or they act up a lot. As you can see in the comic, Christian acts up a lot, you know, like, because like he, he, he was screeching mm-hmm. like a lot, like up until maybe the age of like, like 10 or eight or whatever. That's how he would like communicate to people was just like screeching and being almost violent, you know, in the way he would interact. Yeah. caused a lot of issues right he couldn't communicate yeah it, uh, yeah they yeah. i mean as i'm sure as he was trying to communicate and he didn't know how properly or not properly but other way the people that other people would find acceptable so you know we haven't we are a comic creator podcast yeah uh we haven't really talked about your your 
method. Background. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Dad. So we should probably talk about that. Yeah, if you don't uh, mind. Talk about some very heavy stuff. Yeah, yeah, not at all. <laughs> so <laughs> what specifically, do you want to know my background or? Yeah. Just, like what tree to create comics? To so this is with? very polished. This this yeah. comic is very polished. You said that it's the first comic, one. This is yeah. absolutely amazing. Like this is. Oh, thank you. Well, <laughs> <laughs> that's because it took me so damn long to get okay. thing out there. It's It's almost been like a year and a half. Okay. Okay. And part of my process was that, like, I would draw, like, four pages. And then I would go back. It's like, this isn't good enough. Okay. So I would redraw it. That happened, like, three times. And it was insane because a, a lot of people I know, a lot of my friends, everything like that, is like, just get it done. Just get it done. <laughs> and I'm like, no, this is my first thing that I'm putting out there. Christian is a big topic. It's something that is important to me and to, like, millions of people right now. I want to make sure that it's done right. And I had to refine my style more and more until I had something that was, in my view, I would read this. Because I know a lot of comic book creators, they just like chuck whatever and they're like, well, I just got to continue making and hopefully I get better. It's like, well, if I have to spend like a week on a page, I have to spend a week on a page because I, I got to have a consistent, like good style, like with it. And so, cool. I know yeah. it's kind of late though, because I'm, I'm, I'm 31 years old, you know, it's kind of late to be starting putting out your first issue. I don't know. What, what have you done before? What, what's your, <laughs> what's, like, your what's your CV? Yeah. <laughs> interview. <laughs> We're interviewing now for a job. Are you interviewing jazz bass? You know, <laughs> <laughs> no, I wish I did. But essentially my, my background is that I, I went to school, I went to college for animation. And okay. I want to be able to tell my own stories because I want to be a filmmaker. But the thing about it is to be a filmmaker, you have to have like a group of dedicated people around that's willing to kind of work with you for nothing until you're people, able to make the stuff. People hate you. I can tell. People <laughs> just despise. <laughs> no, we talk about that. People's <laughs> We talk about that a lot on here. Like that this is like filmmaking, but without the the money. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's essentially what appealed to me about comics, and I fell in love with comics at an early age. So I I'm 31 years old, so I am the very very last generation that actually that actually had comics to where like I, where they would sell magazines or like they at this um, supermarket, like every supermarket had like a like a row, like a whole rack full of like Marvel, DC, Image, and this was I remember even as a little kid, you know, four or five years old, I was always at from my parents so I can get an issue or whatever, even if I didn't know how to read or whatever. There was something that I think with every comic book creator, you see like a comic and you just, you fall in love with it. Just the way it looks, the way the story's being told, the colors, the the artwork and everything like that. And for yeah. me personally, I fell in love with it. Then I, I would do comics. I would like, just like redraw Spider-Man panel. Spider-Man was my favorite superhero when I was a young child. And eventually manga and anime became really big. I would like make like Bomberman like comics to send to my friends and I would make a lot of different comics of characters that we played in video games and stuff and did it. But I kind of lost that childlike wonderment of like creation and everything like that. <laughs> and when I got like to be older, I wanted to do filmmaking. That didn't turn out the way I wanted it to. So eventually I, I did animation and the animation industry is more horrible than the filmmaking industry. Yeah. Like the amount they pay and the chance of you actually making something and it's just like not feasible because everything is like farmed out. And unless you're like one of the major people like on the team, you're just 
it's just really hard to get into. And so I was like, well, this, I don't care anymore. I'm just going to go ahead and, you know, continue what I loved when I was a child and making comics. And I would do comics here and there. So I have comics, a good amount of comics before I did this one, but I've never released them to the public. And it's something that like, that I didn't think it was good enough until, you know, I created the one recently. And a lot of the comics, I think the first comic that I read that really changed my mind, what I could do with comics, as opposed to just a superhero thing, as cliche as it sounds, it's Watchmen, because I remember reading it in high school, actually. Yeah. And I read it and there's a scene where Night Owl can't get an erection because unless he's in his, his he has insecurity, he has to wear the yeah. comic suit. And that's like the infamous, everyone knows that it's hilarious. And, but as it, it was shocking to me, not because of the material itself, it was like, they can do that in a comic. Like you can get that deep. It was like, that's a deep thing to get into. It was like, wow. Like, and from there I would, I'd started to read all kinds of comics and started getting re like the first series I fell in love with was eight ball. Eight ball has like a pretty big influence, like the art and everything like that. And love the tone and stuff in my work, ghost world has a, as a yeah. uh, large influence, as you can tell with my artwork and, you know, I could go on about the different influences. I don't know if you guys want to get into that, but such a, that's, that's my, that's my broad history of comics and why I do it now. Yeah. But it's something that I'm in love with. And I finally like got the style together to where I'm like, it's yeah. there and I can start making books now. So. Yeah. You have the drawing chops for sure. <laughs> you well, had that. You. Yeah. You had that going in, which helps. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. You, and the fact that you're able to just draw as well, I assumed you also did your own lettering as well. Like you can get things done at your pace and get things done how you want to very, very easily, which is a big advantage. Yeah, I did. I did. I do the lettering myself, which I was really horrible at lettering. But so yeah, I, there was a lot of aspects that I had to keep on redoing. Lettering was one of them. I had to like go back and redraw this like multiple times. A lot of spelling errors, horrible when it comes to editing stuff. So. If anyone in the chat that helped me out, like there might be one or two people that helped me out with the editing process. I, I would go with my friends. Like I'm a very open person. I was like, okay, tell me what about this is shit. Tell me what I need to like fix. And I'm very open to like, I fight with them. Don't get me wrong, but about the process of what I need to improve, like, like with the comic, but I love how I'm in control of everything and I can tell the story exactly the way it needs to be told. So that's so cool. Yeah. And, and yeah, you're, it's highly stylized for a first comic. It doesn't look like, it looks like you've been doing this for a long time, you know? Oh, thank um, you. So yeah, definitely congratulations on the hard work paying off. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess hopefully it pays off right now on the Kickstarter. It's like, it's like a little bit over 50%. I still have like 28 days to go. Oh, but, yeah. Uh, okay. You know, I'm, I'm still, still pushing. Cause I, what I want to do is like, I, I just want to see how many people are interested. So that way, you know, I can get it printed, but like learning how to print and stuff, that's a whole nother like thing in comics that you have to learn, which is another frustrating aspect about the whole act of creation itself. So yeah. But uh, I love it and hate it at the same time, to be honest. So. Do you draw digitally or is this? It is, I was originally doing this by hand, but I'm like, I could do it faster digitally. My next issue is going to be drawn completely digitally with elements added in. But essentially, I, I, I draw pencils are done traditionally, okay. and I ink in digital. So that way, because I, uh, I okay. to go back a lot and change the style, make sure they're consistent, stuff like that. So yeah, it is a mixture of both. Oh, okay. Okay. 
And then, cool. What, how did you choose the color? We, we talk about color we, too. We talk about color, but why like, yeah. the, the, uh, like, we talked about the, the, yeah, I'm in like that blue shade, like yeah. the, yeah. Mm. Uh, okay. So originally I actually made the whole entire thing like in full color, but my color theory like sucks. It's horrible. So essentially <laughs> like, I was like, well, let me pair this down to just like shades and actually a shout out to Andy Boo Andy. He's the one that actually recommended because we hang a lot in discord and everything like that. I mean, he's like, cool. he recommended, why don't you try like just having like three, you know, shades of like blue or something. He's like, yeah, you're right. I could do that. And I looked at Don Cloud's work and I was like, well, I'm the tone would match and it, it works really well for separating and adding mood lighting and stuff like that. Cause originally I actually put it at black and white, but I'm like, Okay, this is a this is a comic that tees up nostalgia. I had to have a little bit of color because yeah. I originally did it black and white because I'm a huge fan of Love and Rockets and I I love the way they handle humor and serious tone in Love and Rockets and that's something that like I wanted to initially do, but my composition and drawing skills aren't good enough to just do a solid black and white comic. Sometimes you can cheat a little bit with like different tones of color. So essentially that's how it evolved. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, it, it works. Yeah, I, I get the nostalgia thing. It's like that sepia sort of cool. Eric? I used, it looks cool. I've got really no other questions. <laughs> um, it looks cool. <laughs> it looks cool. Does, our, does anybody on Twitch have any questions? There was, there's quite a lot of chat today. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like a lot of people like Christian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. If it's a character, yeah, if it's a character way back in history that did insane stuff, wouldn't it be fine to make media about it? Yeah. So is there any difference between historical characters and, and like current characters? I think what's interesting is like, especially with documentaries right now, they're like being produced before the trial even starts on some of these like yeah. bad people. So it's kind of. Well, some people got upset at the Tiger King for the yeah. same reason they got upset at Christian. But Tiger King, what it does, it does glorify the characters because in that in, in that documentary, like there's a lot of stuff they said that was like really fucked up, really racist and everything like that. I mean, there are a bunch of redneck, you know, pieces of shit in Oklahoma killing tigers and using that for profit. But like they also rampant drug use to take advantage of people. Yeah. And th but they didn't put that in there because they wanted to make them more likable. That's right. not my intention at all. Like yeah. I do like. You, you, I think you should sympathize with anyone, regardless of like, you know, what they did or their background, because they they were once a child and Christian was once a child. And I believe to better add for the story for like character development and for purposes of humor later on, it makes more sense for me the way I approach it just to, to kind of treat it as respectfully as possible, but to show like how messed up these people are, you know? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Outsider perspective. Yeah. I, I'm laughing because the next question is, why do you still live with your parents as a 31-year-old man? <laughs> okay. I live with my parents because I'm a cartoonist and I'm poor. So you combine this default being a cartoonist means that you just don't have any money. And like, so I, right now I actually enjoy, I, I enjoy the position of living with my parents as long as I get to make comics. I enjoy the fact that I'm not dating anyone because I get to like just fully focus on comics. So that is why a 31 year old man, because he, he wants to be able to put out 
some badass comics in a relatively decent time frame. So, yeah, there's your answer only here for Arsene Bjork. I, I don't know what that means. Wait, didn't Bjork make that music video where she's like, there's fire around her? Am I yeah, one of them? Am I, am I remember? Yeah, yeah. She also made like stuff where she was blind. I mean, and yeah. yeah. I like her music sometimes. I do too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She was in the Northman recently. I don't know if you. Yeah, I, I, I read I, that. I read that. Did you see that? Oh, I saw it two nights ago with a couple of friends. Like we took some substance before going and it's, it's quite a trip. It's, it's a beautiful film. Like I was, it's very good. I highly recommend it. People really liked it. So yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. It's no, it's Arson Bjork. No relation to Bjork. Oh, okay. Arson Bjork. I don't know if I'm. Am I saying that correctly? Maybe. I don't know. This is great content too. Solid. <laughs> <laughs> Solid. Our best work ever. Yeah. Cool. Aaron, did you have anything to plug? You have a Instagram called Trash Comics. Uh, yeah, I have it. So I have an Instagram, Trash Comics. Trash Comics, comics with an X, not yeah. a, a C. Mm-hmm. And and, gotta, and an S. Starter. <laughs> An S. Yeah. And I got a Kickstarter going up. All you have to do is search Chris Chan, two separate words, Chris Chan on Kickstarter, and you'll see it come up. It's doing pretty well right now, a little bit over halfway, like I mentioned before. And uh, hopefully we can meet that goal and uh, get everyone's books shipped out so I can work on issue two as soon as possible. It's interesting being in between that time period between releasing a book, um, yeah. selling it, and then starting work on the next one because you want to change a lot of things. You have a new approach and everything like that. But essentially, yeah, those are the places you can check me out. And uh, yeah. Awesome. Well, good luck with your Kickstarter. It's definitely a book that we hope gets supported and it's a great story. And you're telling it well, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully. Hopefully I'm not being just a troll. Right. (laughs) I I hope so too, but I found it very entertaining. So yeah. It was definitely a read that you get through in one go because it's a deep and heavy and well-paced read. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate it. And thank you guys so much for having me on. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Thank you so much. Thank um, you. Yeah. It was great. Having- to Aaron. <laughs> so, yeah. To Aaron. Thank you so much for Aaron. It was great having you on. It was great just learning about something new that I never even realized was like a real person, honestly. His or his Kickstarter is happening right now as you're listening to this, unless you're listening to this a month from now, in which case it's probably over. But if you're listening but, to this. <laughs> yeah. From the date that this came out, then yeah, it, it might be over, but might be over. Chances are he has another Kickstarter out. I mean, yeah. that's how that's how creators do it now. But so check it out. Check it out on Instagram. Trash Comics with an X. Check it. Check out his Kickstarter. It's Chris Chan number one childhood so you can find it on kickstarter you can find the link through the instagram page or in the description of this episode his name's aaron figuero what a heck of a first comic i have to say yeah uh, it, no. it, it, i thought maybe i was reading something by chris ware <laughs> or, or somebody like somebody that i'd read already you know but we'll review it next time but uh, yeah it was just like a, a very professionally done comic really very well done very good yeah 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 so go go support it go go help out and get a get a comic 
get get supporting creative comic indie comics comic people maybe that could be our catchphrase go support the comic people <laughs> no okay who's this episode brought to you by eric this episode is brought to you by many muggles they are a fantastic website where you can get uh fantastic mugs manymuggles.com hey let me get let me put you into a scenario eric okay mm -hmm. you're at work you have yeah. to go back to work after all this covid stuff no. your, your yeah, job's like come into the office yeah yeah and I, uh, oh, I do. I'm just as effective, not better from home, but okay. Yeah. Cause I'm a good employee. Yeah. And uh, you, you want some coffee, right? Like they have coffee for people, yeah. but you don't have any place to put it. So you go and you look for some place to put the coffee. There's just no place. Where are you going to put that coffee? I want to put it in my many muggles mug. Maybe. Maybe it's even, but what if that mug is just a, a blank mug? How are you going to know if that's your mug, Eric? I'm going to put a picture of myself on it. You have to put a picture of yourself on the mug. And that's where many muggles comes in. Make your own like cartoon character of yourself. Or you know what? Make one of uh, your grandparents or make one of your, your sister-in-law or make one of uh, your, your cousin's best friend. I don't know. I don't know what your thing is, but you can get the face on the mug with the name, any name. We got ours. They're pretty cool. Actually, my wife really likes yours, Eric, that you, yeah. you took back. I but, took uh, back. <laughs> but we were, we were drinking out of both of them one day. It was like fun. We're dumb comic creator mugs, you know. They're they're good in an office, I would say. Yeah. Like, by oh, they're fantastic. Like, yeah. whenever I need to be inspired, I just look at myself and I'm like, you know, I look great. I yeah. should work harder. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay. Manymuggles.com mm -hmm. slash maker. Manymuggles.com slash maker. Yep. And you can get, I mean, they're, they're pretty cheap, these mugs. Yeah. These were not expensive. These will not break your bank. These are good deals and they're totally worth it. Okay. Uh, we're, we're, yeah. Ad break is over. Everyone have a good week. Mm -hmm. Thank Bye. you so much. Yep. Still need Bye. 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 Bye.